0: Welcome to the Supreme Resort Podcast, Land v. World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and compare each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park until we determine which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Joining me to help find this answer is Jeremy from Spectro Radio. Hey, Jeremy. Hi. I'm so excited for this one because I didn't have to do any research. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And uh, from Cash Grab, Dan Hates the Beatles, and Very Annual Passholders is Dan. Hey, I'm Dan. Looking for another podcast to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, researching this show takes a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it it's more than any of us signed up for it. <laughs> it does take a,
1: yeah, I mean, I think you could probably, like, print a Wikipedia and phone it in. But, like, it, it, you just, you can't. I mean, you could, yeah. but you
0: can't. You could. Yeah. We can Some may have done that in the past, but um, <laughs> oh. All right, so um,
1: I wasn't I wasn't putting you on the spot <laughs> for
0: that. Well, not just Wikipedia. I, I, I have like five or six different sources to verify the Wikipedia that I Yes, <laughs> lazily dumped.
2: Any know. students listening who who are looking to do research, Wikipedia oh, yes. is a fine place to get ideas from, but yes. it's also very flawed.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, but you two are not flawed, and neither are our official partners, mm-hmm. like Concierge, where you can plan your honeymoon. There is a honeymoon link that's concierge.com forward slash honeymoon. That's kind of a cool feature. They, you know, there's a lot of when you're getting married and planning, it's a lot of hassle, and they kind of do it all for you. So on your honeymoon. Hey, so Jimmy, that's neat. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Do you happen to know anybody
2: <laughs> who has gotten married at uh, Disney World? <laughs>
1: I,
0: have I brought that up before? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, I got married there, oh. but we didn't honeymoon there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we honeymooned in Paris okay. in Prague, and we went to Disneyland Paris, of course, which is going to – this is a spoiler for uh, this episode. Um, also, uh, you can support us on Patreon. You can be a sponsor there where you get some extra shows like Ears Up Secret Show. You can get the Very Annual Passholder Show, which may or may not be a thing. You can support us by going onto our Amazon link on earsup podcast.com and buy your stuff. Uh, That way, it doesn't cost you any extra and it helps out. So please do. So today's episode, we're going to get right to it because we got a lot of Wikipedia. I mean, we got a lot of uh, research here. Um, This is the case of the Space Mountain 75V77. All right. So. Uh, Disneyland Paris wins. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. (laughs) Bye!
1: Have a great time. Bye. Thank you. I know. We're kind Um, of rearranging the
0: deck chairs in the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) It just just doesn't matter. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, But we're going to... Anyway, we're still going to talk about the original two Space Mountain, and uh, Disneyland Paris' Space Mountain is phenomenal. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but um, that would win hands down in any kind of debate over that. But before we get to that, what... If uh, I will be arguing for Disneyland Space Mountain came in 1977, Dan's will be arguing for 1975, the first Space Mountain. Yes, both of us will and be. If both Dan's. Both Dan's. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, if Disney World's uh, Space Mountain gets a point in favor, you will hear this sound.
1: That's a nice sound. But what is that?
0: That is the soothing sound
2: of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority.
0: Oh. Mm, Which, spoilers, goes through Disney World Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. Right. And if Disneyland Space Mountain gets a point, you will hear this. Yeah, that's the Michael Giacchino. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. how. I think that's as close as I've ever gotten. Yeah.
1: Giacchino. It's probably Giacchino or Gacchino Gacchino. or something. Giacchino. say
0: Giacchino. Peppercini. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, so that is that, um, and because Disneyland, Disney World, Space Mountain came first, mm-hmm. Dan will give us a rousing overview.
2: Yes, it is rousing indeed. Uh, I have uh, I have confetti cannons in my <laughs> home studio that will go off mm-hmm. accordingly. Uh, Space Mountain is a dual Jimmy uh, tracked mm-hmm. enclosed roller coaster, uh, and I win. No, uh, it was opened Hey, it's not Disneyland's
1: (laughs) fault that it's small. Hey, hey,
2: hey. (laughs) There's a lot. Oh, just wait. There's a lot of Disneyland being at fault on this one. Um, It opened on January 15th, 1975, and it is the oldest operating roller coaster in the glorious state of Florida. Um, Walt Disney originally conceived this idea as a spaceport uh, sort of ride. Uh, the Matterhorn opened in 1959 in, at Disneyland and it was successful and they thought, Hey, why not? Let's do some more of these thrilling adventures. Um, it is not the same track as the Matterhorn, which a lot of people seem to think it is, um, but it's similar in a lot of its ride features. Both systems were designed by arrow. So there's, that's where a lot of the similarities come from um, they, the tracks are mirror tracks um, and the initial concept was to have four of them and that was going to be at Disneyland but that was impossible because Disneyland is tiny and there were also te- technical oh, limitations uh, The at the time as far as like keeping track of all the – where all the cars are and everything and not to mention that the company's focus at the time was Pretty heavily uh, on a lot of different things. There was the 1964 World's Fair, New Orleans Square expansion, all that fun stuff. Um, In 1964, Walt first approached John Hinch, who you probably remember from previous episodes. With his idea for a new attraction, that would be the focal point of a renovated Tomorrowland. It was going to be – the whole Tomorrowland was going to be uh, a spaceport idea and it was going to include a roller coaster style ride in the dark with lighting and other special effects, which might th- sound familiar because that became Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally going to be called Space Voyage. Um, John Hinch did some artwork for it, some conceptual work, Clem Hall. George McGinnis and Herb Ryman. uh, They all worked together on a few ideas. Uh, The concept continued to be refined over the coming years by WED Enterprises. And in June of 1966, the spaceport attraction uh, started getting called Space Mountain for the first time. And as a lot of people know, Walt died in 1966, December 1966. So at that time, you know, and this is covered pretty heavily in the Imagineers show on Disney Plus, which is very, very good. Uh yeah, things the
0: Imagineering Story. The, yeah,
2: sorry, the Imagineering Story. Uh things got kind of understandably cluttered at that time as they were trying to figure out what to do. And they were also, you know, thinking about opening Walt Disney World. And so it kind of got shuffled aside. Um the Magic Kingdom did in fact open and its early success was kind of a surprise, but mainly because it was so successful with teens and young adults. So at that point, um, they, they figured, okay, well, let's move forward with some thrill rides. And Matterhorn bobsled attraction was considered, but it wouldn't fit within Florida's Fantasyland. Also, the weather in Florida is um, – It is the weather in Florida, right? Um, So from that point, we have advances in technology, and the Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland had the right amount of available land because they have a lot of land. Um, And of course, you know, the computing technology had improved, and so they're thinking, okay, let's go forward with this. Uh, Card Walker, the CEO of Walt Disney Productions, um, contacted RCA, and RCA – was uh used to be the radio corporation of america now radio is um oh. something that used to people used to listen to and mm. and it would play songs and people would talk on it mm. and it all came from a place called reading ra-
0: a podcast
2: no okay see it's like Okay, it's a, it's like a podcast. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I know you're a millennial and don't understand yes. this stuff. Anyway, it all happened at Radio Shack. Um, so can you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where radio was invented. Yes, that, Radio Shack. Radio okay. Sha-
2: Mr. Shack invented the, in the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so RCA uh, put together a bunch of communications hardware for the Walt Disney World Resort. And the contract stated mm-hmm. that if Disney presented an attraction of interest, RCA would provide $10 million to support it. Um, RCA mm-hmm. continued to. Uh, sorry, they helped fund Space Mountain's construction and sponsored the ride from 1975 to 1993. And then FedEx uh, delivered their sponsorship <laughs> uh, oh. from 1994
0: to 2004. Um, yeah. Yeah, that joke gets a point. Dang. Uh, all right. Any comments? Well, I want to ask
1: if you know – you said RCA and I started singing the song. Do you know the song? Uh,
2: Even if I did, I would still want you to sing it. Well,
1: (laughs) there was a song for it. Can you play it on the recorder? it 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 was called Here's to the Future.
0: Here's to the future. Here's to the future. Love the future. Here's to the future.
1: So that was, I love that song. Oh, it goes, RCA leads the way. <laughs> leads the way. <laughs> it played in the attraction? I don't know. I haven't done my Spectro uh-huh. Time segment on it yet, but I do know that that was Not like, yet. it was by Atencio and Baker, and um, it was mm. around, I think it was the area music maybe or something. I don't know. We'll fi- someday we'll find out, but I wanted to play we'll that. find out. He it said was RCA, actually, and I was like, RCA, that's something.
2: It was actually innovative use of onboard audio. It would just play really,
0: really loudly <laughs> through the
1: entire ride. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that you could, yeah. you could, they could advertise whilst on the ride enjoying the thrills. That's not true. So no future okay. corrections there. Uh, well, well, tune into Ears Up for future Spectro Time segments. Someday. Someday. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, tune in now, but someday you might. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Okay, so Space Mountain at Disneyland in 1977 is a space-themed indoor roller coaster. uh, It's an attraction located at five of the six Disneyland-style theme parks. Shanghai is the only Magic Kingdom theme park that does not have a Space Mountain. We'll see if it will. Uh, The success of Walt Disney World's Space Mountain prompted designers to revisit the original plan to build one for Disneyland. After two years of construction, the $20 million complex opened May 27, 1977. Space Mountain cost more than all of Disneyland to build, including the roller coaster, a 1,100-seat space stage, a 670-seat space place, fast food restaurant, and a Starcade. Six of the original seven Mercury astronauts attended Space Mountain's opening. That was Scott Carpenter, Gordon Cooper, Senator John Glenn, Wally Shearer, Alan Shepard, and Deke Slayton. The lone exception was Gus Grissom uh, because he uh, died nine, ten years earlier. So couldn't make it. Yeah. He died in the uh, Apollo 1 fire uh, ten years previous. Yeah. Due in part to the opening of Space Mountain, the Memorial Day attendance record was set with 185,500 guests over the three-day period. Space Mountain at Disneyland was designed by Bill Watkins of Walt Disney Imagineering, including a tubular steel track design awarded a U.S. patent. Due to space limitations, Disneyland Space Mountain consists of only one track, as opposed to the Magic Kingdom's two, and is of a completely different layout than either track at the latter parks. The attraction continued operating with without much change. Sponsored would come and go in various minor changes, including the addition of a Goodyear Speed Ramp. Yeah.
2: Oh, we love a Speed Ramp around here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting into it.
0: <laughs> uh, that was in the entrance at the time. It happened no. uh, without fanfare. In 1995, FedEx, which had by this time uh, Holdrum's uh, sponsorship of the Magic Kingdom Space Mountain, became the official sponsor for this ride sparking a number of significant alterations. The queue area was revamped with television monitors, looping safety videos. The loading station had a new audio-animatronic robot FedEx worker, and other scenic areas were modeled to include FedEx trademarks. And Dan already covered all this stuff about Walt Disney's original idea, so I will leave that be. Hey, so that is Space Mountain. So do you know,
2: just fun fact time, uh, one of the people in that video that you were talking about was a character named Crazy Eddie. Are you familiar with that character?
0: The video that I was talking... Oh, and the the... Or was it the, was
1: this not on uh, Wikipedia? What? <laughs> 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 Who's Crazy Eddie? Is that the guy who, like, from MTV? Uh,
2: I'm not sure, but he was the voice of Roger Rabbit and of oh. uh, Benny
1: the Cab.
0: Benny the Cab, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Charles who is, Fleischer. Who is Who's Benny the Cab? Benny the Cab.
0: Cab, the cab from Roger, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Oh. He framed
2: Roger Rabbit the movie, yeah.
0: But does he voice Lenny the cab from The Ride?
2: Jimmy, Lenny is real.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, kids. <laughs> uh, all right, any comments? I don't think any of that's worth a point, but it's up to you.
1: No, I don't either. Uh, but <laughs> Just an overview. <laughs> Why did – it it was literally – There was no, there wasn't enough space for space. That's what that's what Mm -hmm. happened in Disneyland.
0: I don't know that it was a space issue. I think they tried it out for Disney World, and then it was so successful, they're like, "Well, let's do it over here." But we got to revamp it. So they actually used space really well, which I'll get to when we talk about the ride. Okay. Um, But I don't, I don't, I think at the time in '66, it was a technology issue and a Walt not living anymore issue, right? And I, I think
2: it's also like they were just focused on so much stuff that right. you know like again world fair all of that nonsense i mean beautiful nonsense but like um i think the impression that i got was sort of like well the technology is not really there for us to get it how we want it to mm-hmm. be and the space isn't really there and we have all this other stuff happening so let's just kind of let's let's shelve it and then you know life happens
0: right or doesn't or, in the case exactly. of
2: exactly
1: All right, well, uh, let's continue then. I I like your opening statements. I think they were very well done.
0: Thank you. Go ahead, Daniel. Thank you, James.
2: Uh, The queue is a place where you wait in line. Um, After after visitors enter the the entrance building, the queue opens up into a large room filled with small silver ball pit-like balls that Jimmy can't seem to remember every time I talk to him about it. Um, it also contains a star map, and the line then dips into the star tunnel, which takes all of us under the disney world railroad uh, track and into the cone containing the actual ride now as just as a point of reference as you're walking through the tunnel um you're running parallel to the uh the exit tunnel just for mm. just for funsies, just mentioning that because uh, you got get
0: back underneath the train on the way out.
2: Yes, yes. Um, so it begins then to go up to a second floor and passes by space windows in the walls that feature planets and spaceships. Um, and it can be a dizzying effect, but it can also be a very cool effect. So um, I don't know that I want to reach out for a point right now for that, but I think it's probably for
1: a point if we do that. Um, well... Okay, uh, can I interrupt? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, please do Uh, Jimmy, you got any space windows over there, California? (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy,
0: tell us about all your space windows What we have is open air Uh Mm. Mm Uh-huh That actual, real um, air stuff (laughs) Is it themed to space, the air? The helicopter pad you walk around?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I have to say something
0: Okay Okay Ooh. Oh that's the sound You're not even done. That's the, the sound QR. of winning. No, I'm not. I know. I'm
1: I'm 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 throwing everything to the wind and I'm just doing what I want. <laughs>
0: wow.
2: <laughs> so uh, continues to turn until writers are deposited into the loading station, but not before you get to walk by more screens and more windows, which feature <laughs> delightful games. That everybody loves to play very much um, where you uh, – writers can play the games using the Disney Play the, – the Disney Play Go Play Disney yeah. parks app yep. on your own devices.
0: If you're left for your own devices, that is.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's if you are in the standby line. There's interactivity going on.
2: Right, or if you're in the, the, the fast pass line and you really want to hold everyone up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay, I like that. Interactivity. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the cue splits up into two lines for the two separate tracks, Alpha and Omega.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Also known as left and right.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So let me tell you about this queue, guys. Okay, so um, you you start outside, mm-hmm. covered, mm-hmm. and you walk up some ramps. Mm-hmm. No, no, no more speed ramps because who needs them? Mm-hmm. And then you walk around a giant um, helicopter pad-looking thing.
2: That sounds exciting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then it gets better because then you go into the former Starcade, or you did do. Please tell me there's switchbacks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know there are switchbacks. Yes! <laughs> all right. So here's the cool part. You enter into the spaceport with um, – well, first of all, the, the cube is designed to be similar to the internal walkways of what Imagineers thought a space station might look like. So they, they Imagineered what they felt like a space station would look and feel like. That's why it's designed the way it is inside the show building. <laughs> and then you – Sorry. I'm on. just thinking – do, do you think that at Disney World they didn't do that? I – yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> they have windows. Yeah,
2: I forgot to mention it's themed to an old mine train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, I, I'm grasping at straws on this queue. That's it's true. The only, it's the only part that is not far superior. Um, well, at least there's something
1: this, to do in that queue. You can draw straws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or grasp at them. <laughs> grasp it. At- and then, finally, you enter in the spaceport with an incredible spaceship overhead. Now, this is a reveal which has the same impact. It's the same device used for, like, small space to large space like we had in mm-hmm. Indiana Jones queue. We have it in the Haunted Mansion uh, attic. You know, it's a confined space, and you go out to this big sprawling thing to make it all feel uh, larger. And it is a incredibly effective use of the space. Ooh, okay. I am gonna. yeah, I like that. I do – I agree –
1: It is the drawing back of the curtain. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It's a big reveal.
2: Yeah, I agree that the loading station itself is where we start to get into some tricky areas for me. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) um, Yeah. (laughs) But I got to say that the queue at Disneyland, I find it. I find it kind of unforgivable that they have this – they have this theater below them that Mm -hmm. has been empty for more or less – okay, yeah, you can watch like the coming attractions or whatever, but more or less empty. And Mm -hmm. they have the Starcade right next to that. And yeah, I think – Which is empty. It's it's empty. And I – it's not like this has just been a year. Like you have – Huge amounts of. Sp- My point is, they can do. They can do more. This is a. This is a place where Disneyland is not doing themselves any favors. And and we, like we said before, yeah. Disneyland's real strength is making good use of s- so little space. And mm, right. the, as I was looking into this, I was just like, this is insane. You have. You just it would be it would be one thing if like the Starcade was still open, I understand that. Okay, there's a, there's an arcade there. We have you know it's being mm-hmm. used. It'd be another thing right. if like Honey I Shrunk the Audience or Captain EO or hey a, a newer 3D movie it was playing, but it's right. not. I just
0: it's so frustrating. <laughs> the queue it just it's a it's a Tomorrowland problem in general. I agree. Right? I agree. And. Uh, and by the way, the Starcade is not empty. In addition to people when they're waiting in there and the Space Mountain themed murals and uh, hanging satellite looking thing, there's a conference table down below. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, and a fuel rod dispenser.
1: So I, I apologize.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like your argument, empty. <laughs>
1: I, I was I'm okay. on the edge if I should give conference table a point
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's tempting but I, I feel oh. like I
1: could really send Dan like literally it would send Dan actually into space <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, you know there'll be plenty of chances to give points to Disneyland just you wait mm-hmm. all right Dan so go ahead and tell us about the ride experience that you're having troubles with where you have some challenges it's just
2: – it's really scary. struggle It's really scary. No. um. So as I said, both tracks are identical mirror images of one another, although Alpha's track is 10 feet longer. So if you really want to go out of your way to get those extra 10 feet, go right at it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I think I know people that have done that. Uh, it was me. And then uh, – so <laughs> – uh we board the trains in the star in starport 75 which is when it opened get it uh Mm. yeah and it's enclosed in the mountain within the mountain itself now true it once had an open ceiling but that's done now it's it's (laughs) you, you can no longer see the ride from
0: the loading area um Uh, Right. I remember that. Yes. Yes. I got so frustrated. It's like, why does this feel different? And I, you know, how do you feel about that? Just as a point of conversation, how do you feel about the, the enclosed queue? You can still hear the ride, but you can't see it. Did you feel like there was more anticipation when you could see parts of the ride? Or do you remember that? Uh, Jeremy Jeremy or Dan?
1: i don 't really rem- i don 't know if I remember it being open, yeah where it used to where be open was it when you're when you're up at the t- when once you've gone through the tunnel and you 're up yeah. at the top,
0: yeah, at the top where you split into alpha and Omega, it used to be right. open, so you could see the ride
1: yeah i don't, re- I don't the think same I've with ever- um, what year did they enclose that
2: I have that in my brain somewhere that I'm going to
0: access. Uh my first trip to <laughs> Disney World was in 1999 uh-huh. and it was open then. Okay. So sometime between then and now. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> well, so I went down. so yeah. I went in 95 for the first time. Uh around Christmas-ish, I believe, and I remember like my jaw dropping <laughs> the the, the mm-hmm. audacity of the ceiling being open. I was like what is happening? What are you what are you what did you do?
0: <laughs> right.
2: So sometime between
1: then.
0: Well, in fairness, Jeremy, when was your first trip to Disney World?
1: Well, my first one was in nineteen ninety four. Hmm.
0: All right. This is the this is the kind of uh, mm-hmm. radio. <laughs> well, maybe someone the... could write in if they know or, you know, uh, yeah. I guess the
1: Wikipedia page didn't have
0: that either. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on our Facebook group at the Supreme Resort and let us know or I'll find it on Past Show Corrections right. and let everyone else know. Or you anyway, just, so go ahead there.
2: Just call in.
1: Is it so? Here, okay. You guys have, but you have both experienced both. Now you both can vouch. For, yes. Right? Right. yes, yes, yes. Do you like it better closed or better open?
2: Oh, so much better closed.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because op- I preferred the preview of being able to see it, but I, I get the understanding of the reveal.
2: Yeah, to me, it was extremely bad show that they had would like, you know, because uh, mainly because I grew up with. Disneyland Space Mountain. And you it's it's so enclosed and it's so mysterious. I mean, they don't even have windows anymore. And um <laughs> y- <laughs> noted. <laughs> and um yeah, it, it it was just I was just like what this is literally a dressed up carny attraction if we're going to be able to see the track mm. from the queue. Okay. Um yeah. Uh so uh, the code is hollow. And you could see it from the
0: people mover too.
2: I think that was the idea is that it was – a, it, I think it was a, a people mover reveal. So you could like ride it and be, oh, there it is. But it mm-hmm. just didn't, didn't feel right. Um, so after leaving the station, okay. you take a 180-degree turn past uh, the loading area. You hit a holding brake and then you wait for the train in front to clear the block uh, on the lift hill. And then – The brake is released, and you roll down a Mm. tiny drop – I'm sorry, a very scary, intense drop for the purposes of this show (laughs) into a strobe tunnel of pulsating blue lights, which flash at gradually increasing frequency as you jettison down the tunnel. Um,
1: See, this is the part that I hate, not the jettisoning down the tunnel, but when you first make that 180-degree turn and then you hold – yeah, yeah. That's yeah, when totally. you can see people coming up the queue, and they're like standing there. Yeah, like and you're like, do I look at them? Do I not look at them? Do they hate me? Do I hate them? <laughs> well, and for all the above, I, I don't me. know what to do. And then you, and then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, for me, since since you know Disneyland is my home park, that part always just kind of reminds me that there's no Matterhorn there. Just, <laughs>
0: just, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it feels very Matterhorn. Yeah, it's
2: like oh. I wanted to go on the Matterhorn now. Um, so uh you, did? you
1: so Sorry, go ahead. You were flash- in, you were going through the speed the, the blue tunnel.
2: The blue tunnel is blue and a repetitive warping sound signifies an energy charge as you roll towards a blue orb. And at the end of the tunnel, a field of stars appears and the blue orb turns, the strobe turns off and it goes boom. And then the train makes another 180 degree turnaround. That's 360 degrees. I'm not going to say that we need a point for circles here, but you know. So you've come full circle. You, on the right. Exactly. Um, and then that's when your on-ride photo is taken. And as you climb up, climb that, I can speak. As you climb up the lift hill, uh, projections of the sun, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, stars, comets, meteors, and asteroids, and the Milky Way itself can be seen uh, when looking past the hills, uh, lift hills, bay, open ceiling. And you also go past mm. uh, astronaut people who are doing astronaut things. Um, now, in August of 2010, the ride received uh, stereophonic sound effects. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. The, that's, what, that's what it's called. Uh, and they uh, play throughout the mountain to further enhance the ride experience. Uh, the score was composed by Mike Brazel. Bra- Bra- Brazel. Bra- Brazel. Yeah. Brassel. Go with it. Brussels sprouts. Uh, so you get to the top and you go through some twi- twists and turns. The steepest drop is 39 degrees. Maximum speed is intense. And I won't bring up the number <laughs> unless I need nope. to. Wait for it. Uh-huh. And <laughs> make sure it's correct. I did. And the ride ends with the trains passing through a red swirling w- wormhole before fit- hitting the final brake and entering the unload station. And that's the ride.
0: And the – I don't know if you agree with this, Jeremy, but when you end the ride, quote-unquote end, you go through the, the red starfield thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go back into the show building and you're just kind of slowly moving through the ride you just went on.
2: It gives you time to process what you've – the adventure <laughs> that you've been through.
0: My favorite part of any ride, the time to process that's right (laughs)
2: guys (laughs) just
1: sit there and process all right how about that just Just shut up. think
0: about it (laughs) what did i just do oh i remember what i just did look up there it is
1: (laughs) i just did that (laughs) i don't know that i care about that so much here's what i don't like and i can't remember off the top of my head disneylands but this is one thing about this ride and that i that annoys me is when you because dan mentioned when you're going up the hill the, the lift hill and you're going past the spacemen doing space things, but they're uh-huh. all just like dummy mannequins. How dare That's you! True. And it's like I go through this whole park, and there's C three. Everybody's moving, and it's just it's animatronics mm-hmm. galore. And then it's, and I'm going like, it's like I'm going through like J C Penny in 1987, <laughs> and it's just like mannequins <laughs> gesturing like. Mm. And I don't like that. It annoys me. And I think it's like it makes, the sh- it makes this old attraction appear, more, uh, appear older and more dated than it needs to be. Throw That's up an the interesting animatronics point. in there. It will not kill you.
2: Well, if they ever yeah, or just some the Carousel of Progress, they
0: can put those animatronics in there. Put John and Patricia in there? Yeah, send like, them to space. Like they did on the uh, – Oh, why is like, that guy using a butter churn? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: I remember
0: that, did 1987, that 1987 J.C. Penney uh, astronaut collection. I remember that very well. <laughs> OK. So uh, that is – that. So I'm going to counter the argument by explaining that the ride begins. Let's say the experience begins in the loading station where guests board the trains. Mm-hmm. Once the trains are loaded, they move forward to a holding area where a lap bar check is made, and so the train may wait its turn to start the circuit. And I believe that is also where the trains are weighed. I may be wrong about this, but I think they're they're weighed. So they know how to adjust the, the speeds and the thing, but I may be 100% wrong, so forget I said it.
1: So they don't weigh them to say, sorry, Tubbs, you got to take a hike and go on something <laughs> right. else. They do it and then they adjust how it is controlled inside based on the weight. Thank Interesting. you.
0: Glad you're, glad you're here.
2: But Jimmy, are people staring at you as you're waiting? Because I feel like that's a feature.
0: The people staring the at people
2: you? The people in line, Yeah. Are they?
0: No, like no. A- that's when you're getting weighed. You're past the line. Oh, okay. Or they're behind you, so you're not looking at them. Hmm.
2: All right, that's
1: acceptable. <laughs> there should right. be like a
0: big scale on the wall. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, like in Willy Wonka, you know, like when they weigh the egg, and it's like, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: if it's bad egg, it's yeah. So yeah, can you imagine? There's there's a big scale, and, and like <laughs> you have a weight limit, and everybody just looks at that one person on the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, they're fat shaming. So sad. That would be sad. No fat shaming on this show. Aww. All right. So they check your thing. They they weigh your thing. It's your turn to start the circuit. <laughs> and then you get to look at the person in the, the control room, which is fun. You get to stare at that person awkwardly and they wave at you. That's fun. So when the rocket is released, red strobe lights surrounding the train flash and it makes a right turn. That's a 90 degrees before climbing the first (laughs) lift hill at the top two strobe lights flash on and the rockets enter a tunnel of flashing blue lights to signify the transfer of power to the trains leaving the tunnel the train then climbs the second lift hill a long tunnel filled with screens as the trains begin their climb red beams stretch along the screens and spin as a galaxy is seen swirling at the very top of the tunnel as the trains crest the lift, the galaxy swirls up and vanishes. Oh, this is interesting. The, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, the music climaxes as the trains emerge. Wait, there's the music part of mm-hmm, Wait, did you say just music? what? Yes, there's music on board the vehicle. Uh, uh, okay, sorry, I'm going to so, do it. Yes, that's not the music that you hear at this moment, but that is on the ride.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't cue it up.
0: I know. <laughs> um, all right. So the music climaxes. and the trains you, emerge. Sorry. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, please.
1: Because yeah. the way you were describing this, mm-hmm. you, you're, I want to make sure I under, I'm envisioning this right. You're going through a tunnel and there are projections going around you. So is it, like, is it kind mm-hmm. of like a speed tunnel a la Buzz Lightyear when you're shooting at Zerg? That you're getting that like 3D hmm. whoa effect, and it's not just lights. Yeah. What's this? I Correct. need more.
0: Yes, it's it's like that. It's um yeah, it's uh, kind of like the Matterhorn. Well, I take that. It's back. it's. I um, think it's
2: more like, and I don't know if this will work, but it's like the Avalanche Tunnel that they used to have at Universal. Jeremy, I don't know yeah. if you have experienced that. or I not, remember that. But I have. Well, it. like uh,
0: think about um, Finding Dory, or excuse me, the uh, the Living Seas <gasps> this with is Nemo what,
1: and friends. In when you're
0: in the uh, current. Yes, in the uh, East Australian Current, okay. or the EAC, as they like the to EAC. say. But it's it's kind of like that.
1: I got to – that effect, that's huge compared to just the lights. And do you remember yeah, –
2: Jimmy, do you remember – or J- Jeremy as well, but I feel like you might not. Do you remember what that effect used to be before the projection?
0: Was there an effect?
2: Oh yeah, it was a, like it was. It was the <laughs> spinning tunnel thing, but it was, mm. and it was just like slatted uh, red right. or yellow or right. rather right. orange right. light, right. and it would just spin around. Most of the time, it would spin around, mm. and then That's there was incredible. like this foggy, steamy effect that would be blowing um. on you
1: on, on the top of it.
0: It was, and then, and then you could see a projection of a chocolate chip cookie. Yes. I think my.
1: F- favorite part about that is when we asked that, you went, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the
0: Midwest in me coming out.
1: You almost should get a point for
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't you know? Okay. So the music climaxes as the trains emerge into the main part of the ride, the inside of the dome. The trains make a U-turn. That's 180 degrees. Before ascending one more small lift hill. So many lift hills in this ride. So much Mm -hmm. anticipation. Because from now on, it's all gravity. A countdown begins as the vehicle crests the hill and the rockets are sent into a high-speed ride through the dome. The ride consists of many turns and small dips with the illusion of speed given by the fact that the track is barely visible to the riders. The ride approaches the end by plunging into a series of tight right-hand turns, gradually picking up speed. With a sudden left turn, the trains enter the re-entry tunnel with many colorful stars flying toward them and two flashes of light as the on-ride photo is taken.
2: And then you turn around and you wait and you get to watch the ride that you just rode, I hope?
0: Nope, nope, what? nope. That doesn't happen on this one. Yeah, how sorry. are people coping with this, Jimmy? <laughs> how, do they, how do they process it? Well, There's know. no contemplation
1: time? I mean, this is <laughs> yeah, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, and the ride is the worst for it, but, you know... <laughs> The the trains then hit the final brake run and make a final right turn. That's a U-turn back into the station. So we've gone like 450 degrees (laughs) on this ride.
1: Wow!
0: The attraction continued (laughs) operating. Oh, what?
2: (laughs) I just find that funny.
0: (laughs) I'm just riffing off your. No, I know it's 360 degrees. All right, so there we go. Mm -hmm. That is the Space Mountain attraction. Do we have any more to say about the
2: ride? Uh, the ride itself?
0: Yeah, the ride itself. Um,
2: well, I mean, aside from not being able to process what you've, the ordeal that you've just been through, um, <laughs> I that sounds fine. Look, okay, the ride itself at Disneyland, I is, I can't argue that it's not better.
0: Okay, then don't. I won't. Okay, bye. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit about the onboard music, because Dan had mentioned that there is audio, the, in that it, it's for real, what he said, is actually called the Ophonic sound effects. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is, Jeremy? Mm. Is it just sound effects in the building? It's not on the ride vehicle. Uh, no, I believe that's on the ride vehicle. I don't think it's on well, – oh maybe it is, but
2: – I think it mm. – I'm going to be really honest. I didn't know about – I haven't been on Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom for a really long time and I didn't know about the stereophonic sound until I was doing research on this. And um, I think – I think <laughs> it is on the ride itself, but I don't think it's like synced to the track. Yeah. So what you're
1: saying yeah, is that you think that their speakers mounted on like the girders –
0: of the ride not on the vehicle Yeah, I think it's in the building not Maybe on the vehicle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But we'll find out in report back.
1: <laughs> Maybe there's a podcast that's going to talk about yeah.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it does nothing but the minute <laughs> ridiculously <laughs> irrelevant details. Well, like, we're lazy. We're the speakers? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. The best kind. <laughs> the best kind. All right. In uh, so, I want to talk about the soundtrack in the so on the ride vehicles themselves uh, on Space Mountain at Disneyland in 1996. Composer Aaron Richard and show producer Eddie Soto Soto teamed up to create an onboard music track. The creative vision was to use uh, two iconic musical forms of the 1960s sci-fi horror music and surf music. So they want it to be like a sensory ride experience. So all the music written for the 1996 version is actually a Dick Dale, who is a famous um, surf guitarist, playing Le Carnival des Animaux, or Aquarium, which is written by Camille Saint-Saëns. So? Oh, it's from Carnival of the Animals. Yeah. it's uh, If you if you listen to both back-to-back, you it, you can hear it. Huh. <laughs> you should write a segment. Yeah. Like, i I'm taking that, by <laughs> the way. Take it. <laughs> yep. So that was the original was Dick Dale guitarist. And now, as we mentioned before, and as you heard in the winning points thing, um, the current version is an original by Michael Giocchino, Jack G. That is synchronized to the track, kind of like the other one. So it's like it, the music changes as you move or go down a hill. So, like the former soundtrack, the opening portion has a sci-fi sound using a theremin. Uh, theremin influences during the ascent, switching to a beat-driven score during the high-speed selection sections of the attraction. Mouse, there you go. Mouse-o. Onboard mm-hmm. audio. I mm-hmm. like that. I do too. Yeah, I remember
2: it's the first. I when I wrote it the first time with sound, I had no idea that they had, had installed it because mm. I didn't really do anything internet-related until like 1997 or so. And it uh, was like, what, what, what's happening? This is amazing. So yes, that's, it's, it's a nice feature.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree. And I think also when you go from Disneyland and then ride in Disney world, you're like, what is like, it's like, it's literally like something's
0: broken on the ride. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel, it feels really empty. Yeah. You're right. Um, so I'm not going to lie to you. I have a, uh, 10 more pages of um, copy paste. I mean, um, research. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you <laughs> oh, happen to have
2: anything about how wonderful your exit is? Because I do
0: about mine. Uh, well, so what I, I have research about um, the different variations of space mountain and I want to talk about it because I think it is important um, as a show just to acknowledge. And I want to kind of explore, you know, ghost galaxy. I want to explore Rockin' mountain,
2: um, <laughs> Forgot that it's
0: uh, rock and space mountain. I'm sorry, and I also want to talk about uh, the um, uh, the uh, hyperspace mountain. Yeah, that rain and of the terror. tragedy. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so I want to talk about it a little bit after we're done with the with the exits. But um, I want to explore the idea of that. And does it detract or does it improve? Kind of like the argument we had about haunted mansion. But mm, we can mm-hmm. just have that as an aside. So go ahead with your phenomenal exit.
2: <sighs> it is a glorious exit. And um, it featured a moving walkway, which mm-hmm. would That's take them back to well, here's the thing: it would take you back to Tomorrowland, uh, And while aboard the moving platform, riders would pass by multiple rooms and displays. Now, in summer of 2018, the moving walkway was removed and carpeted over because they knew that a speed ramp being used as an exit on any ride was absolutely useless (laughs) and not worthy of any points. Um, Uh, Not that I'm keeping track or have any, you know, bitterness about any particular episodes or anything. yeah, really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, I like a speed ramp. I think it sucks that they got rid of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was fun. It was a fun thing. You got all the scenes you could see and – they st- I don't know if they have the, the the one where you're going up the ramp and you s- there are video projected images of you and people behind you and different Those parts of you. Those
2: are gone now. That- sorry. Yeah, yeah, that part's been taken out. Uh, so back when RCA was uh, sponsoring the ride, it would basically sell you TVs. I mean not like – Here's TV. But, like, it would inspire you to go out and <laughs> buy a TV. Is that RCA's your version
0: of sorry. Is that your impression of a salesperson?
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: quite a salesman's job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: There wasn't a lot of anyway. choice back then, so they literally would just tell you, here it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. <laughs> here
2: it is. Here's your TV. Welcome. I would like one. welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the future. Um, <laughs> FedEx version was all about shipping via teleportation, and the scenes now uh, promote the possible destinations that you can go to across the universe. Oh, that's the Beatles song. Um, and the green screen room hmm. in which you would – you know, have just a real delight seeing yourself in those destinations is now gone. And it's been replaced by a ramp going up that you walk on with paintings and light fixtures.
0: Mm. It's
1: like no. it's like the it's like the back staircase of an, any office building. Right. It's <laughs> exactly what it feels like. It's so stupid.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very dumb. Uh, well, it's funny you say that, because I was going to mention that Disneyland's Space Mountain has a speed ramp at the exit that makes you feel like you're coming out of a grave and you exit <laughs> through a tomb.
2: <laughs> that is a step too far, sir. <laughs> does it really uh, have a speed ramp at Disneyland? It did. It does. It, did. Yeah, it does. It did. Did? What do you mean, did? It did. And now With it's gone. Disneyland. N- yeah, now you get the... The futuristic pleasure of walking up a flight of stairs.
1: <laughs> so it's like that on both coasts now. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just... and to be well, fair, the speed ramp, ramp at to be fair, the speed ramp
2: at Disneyland very rarely worked. Rarely worked, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: So there's a flight of stairs now, that's right. Mm. And uh but I will I well I'll save it. I'll save it in case I need it. Pack pocket stuff here. Oh, Are
1: there's... there Oh sorry, you have you're gonna talk about your Exit. Go ahead.
0: I just did. That was, that it. was
1: it. So there's no scenes like the on the right. Mm-hmm, like when you no
0: like, when you get out of the show building, you're in kind of like an open air corridor next to what the Starcade used to be, mm-hmm. and now it's just a, a potted plants and benches.
2: Well, th- mm-hmm. there are pictures of spacey oh, things, right. and that's right. I'm it sorry. does feel like you've returned sorry to, to the entrance. space <laughs> station, the Space Mountain, yes. Spaceport. Um, right. There are images. How, no windows? However, um, I mean that Magic Kingdom. There's scenes. I mean, you could you can see where you could possibly
0: fly to. You yeah, the space like, voyager.
1: Well, they're like dioramas, right? Yes, oh yeah, they, are.
0: they don't. I don't think they move either. Like the astronauts. No, right. Like the astronauts, in keeping with the theme
2: of things that ha- that have a lot of promise, but like fail to completely deliver on them see it 's about consistency, right
0: mm-hmm. so
2: they could make them move stank. <laughs> they could make them move, but then you would be upset that the astronauts didn 't move so really it 's all, it's all, it's all about processing it 's all about just how much can you handle what 's getting thrown at
1: you. Mm. Well I do think that I'm right. gonna award a point
0: to World for their dioramas in the exit that you walk past. Yeah, there's more to see. But of course you have you have all that space to fill up because you had to get underneath the train, so better do something with it, otherwise it's just all office building. Hmm.
1: Where have I heard that um, one before? So it is after having done the exits,
0: it is tied. Okay. Three to three. Well, now it's time. Gloves are off. So just real quick, before we go through kind of back and forth lightning round, I want to talk about the ghost galaxy um, and so after they, so they did something called the Nightmare nebula and <laughs> so after that failed, um, another transformation took place in the form of a scary replacement called Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, which includes special effects, ghosts in space, new audio, and projections on the outer mountain of the building. The overlay was first featured at Hong Kong Disneyland in two thousand seven. It was a huge success, so they decided to bring it to Disneyland for Halloween time in 2009 and returned seasonally every year bar 2019. Did not come back. So, you know, they, 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 like, project stuff onto the mountain. Like, the first one shows the mountain becoming a dull gray with cracks and breaks forming on the mountain. Then a green grid shows meaning to be reconstructed. The second projection shows an alien arm reassembling the nebula ghost running and pushing against the mountain from inside. The third projection shows yellow scratch marks appearing on the mountain. The fourth projection shows lightning bolts shooting up the left side of the mountain. Then the right, the middle, and finally the entire mountain itself. A green grid appears at the top of the section of the mountain. The fifth project, anyway, it goes on and on. The point is they're projection mapping scary stuff on the side of the mountain. And then we have Hyperspace Mountain, which is Star Wars themed. I don't think we need to get into what that's about. Um, but that's kind of been on and off for years. And now it's officially back to the original. But the thing that I want to bring up is the Rockin' Space Mountain. Yeah. All right. So uh, the new Space Mountain, right? It was a, there was a nighttime transformation to, of the attraction of Rockin' Space Mountain in which calmer soundtrack of the attraction in daytime hours was to be replaced by a driving rock soundtrack and different special effects. The r- original version of Rockin' Space Mountain called Rockin Ma- Rocket Mountain <coughs> – sorry, get it, R-O-C-K-I-T mm-hmm. – Rocket Mountain premiered on grad night in 2006 as a part of the happiest homecoming on earth. (laughs) Rockin' Space Mountain premiered during the year of a million dreams celebration and was promoted alongside Rockin' California Screamin', a similar modification to Disney's California Adventure Roller Coaster. Uh, And the Rockin' Space Mountain ran during all operating hours at the park and does not use the Dick Dale soundtrack and – uh, makes its final appearance on Disneyland's 60th anniversary three-CD box set. Do you have that, Jeremy, on Spectra? Uh, I sure do. I bet. Who's, who um, did the music?
2: Was it like Hoobastank or somebody?
0: So the main difference between the regular ro- and Rock and Space Mountain include a different soundtrack, new projections within the mountain, and many lights alongside the track. Riders begin their journey with Uncle Joe Benson, a radio disc jockey from the Disney owned 95.5 KLOS, introducing the riders to the space stage where the red hot chili peppers will be broadcasting live. That's right.
2: Chili peppers.
0: Anyway, so that's all I want to talk about that. I just, the, the various overlays that it can do without shutting down, and you have some variations because it's mostly a locals' park, right? Mm hmm. So, does this make Disneyland's better because of the variations of the attraction with very little shutdown? Where you know, like with Haunted Mansion, we decided that because it's down, basically six weeks before and six weeks after, that you can only enjoy the attraction nine months out of the year. So, how do you feel about seasonal overlays and how quick you can make adjustments to change the entire experience? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's point worthy? Oh,
1: I thought Dan might argue this.
2: Oh, um, I can't make an argument against it really except for maybe uh, the old Disney World being the same thing all the time. I guess there's a case to be made there but I think that you know, on this show – I think – for me, it's kind of like which one is doing what they
0: need to be doing on either coast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, we also decided that uh, Disneyland's ride is better. So are you punishing people by keeping the <laughs> crappy ride all year round? Well, that's kind of – that's the
2: other side to that point is that Disneyland is – I, I, again, I think it's a superior track layout. It's a superior ride and – in that sense, dressing it with something new—I don't think it just changes the decoration, right? So I don't think it takes anything from it, um, and I think it, it can only add to it. Ghost Galaxy is terrifying, and I, I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I yeah. frankly I wish it was Ghost Galaxy all the time, but I have a lot of weird opinions right. like
0: that. Um, mm. So, so our arguments aside, we as a as a team, as hosts of a show, yeah. how do we feel about it? How do you feel about it, Jeremy? Do you think it's pro-con? So
1: here's the thing that I was thinking as you were talking about it. Um, Ghost Galaxy, you said they stopped in 2018? Or, oh, yeah. They didn't do it in 19. So did they announce that it was gone or were they like, we're taking I a year off?
0: Yeah, I couldn't find anything about that. I believe that. they I kept know.
1: doing it but maybe didn't do the outside projections. Because
2: I think maybe. I remember hearing that maybe. it was back at some to some extent. And I remember really, really wanting to go. But, you know, memory isn't
0: necessarily evidence. Um, Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do past show corrections and find out. So
1: what am I supposed to go on, though? Because this is your argument.
0: Well, no, I'm just curious. This is more of a conversation like this. Because we decided that Haunted Mansion was detracted because of the overlay, whereas this overlay doesn't take three months to put up and take down. It's just a change in programming and Mm -hmm. and, uh, projections. So do you think that if I can ride three different experiences within the same year on the same ride, is, does that make it better?
1: Well, where I was going is if Go- you, Hyperspace Mountain is no longer, right? They're not doing it? Mm-hmm. That's correct. If Ghost Galaxy is gone, mm-hmm. what's the other one? That's a good point. Well, I think – Oh, uh, the rocket. Th- and, that, so that, and that's gone too. Right. So they're but not I think doing I- – so I don't know. Like If I was judging this in 2017 – I might be yeah, like, yeah, they do overlays, but I'm not seeing them doing overlays right now. And I'm, we're trying to give people a, this – like if you go to the parks this year, you know, mm-hmm. like if they were to come yes. out and announce I – mean, assuming there isn't a global pandemic. But if, if they were going to come out and announce <laughs> and say, you know, this is, this is something that we are rotating in – you know, like at Tokyo, I would say maybe it's a benefit that they run all three versions of their um,
0: – Country Bears, yeah. Right, that goes totally. for
1: them, but I'm not sure that that's still happening here. I think we, I, I can argue for history on this and say, I well, think, they used to do that, so it's better.
2: I think maybe a point in favor there is um, that Disneyland has the the infrastructure and the capability to be able to basically say, like, okay, flip a switch, we're gonna we're gonna do this now. Whereas right. at Haunted Mansion, you have to shut it down and you know actually bring in things, and right. so I think I'm inclined to join onto the argument that it's a positive, but I also want it to be Jeremy's to give.
0: Right, and I get, I get, I think Jeremy's point is it's no longer the case, so right. we can't really argue for something that uh, I think it's about the capability of it, and I, and we'll move on the the subject because we've got plenty to get to, but. Um, like, like for example, world of color, I think one of the benefits to world of color was the fact that you can change on a dime. Like you can click a button and that's a different show, right? So the, the capability of having to do that, but as a casual guest going to the park, I don't know these other things exist, so it doesn't really matter. I guess So
1: so that is something that is inherently built into world of color. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not so sure that they couldn't put new. Pro- they couldn't put projections on Disney World's Space Mountain. It's not like it, do- it exists and isn't. You know, Illuminations. You can't reprogram it, right? Because it's right. literally it's constructed to do that show. You have to really revamp World Showcase Lagoon in order to do a different show there. Right. Mm, World yeah. of Color and also, but like projection mapping isn't something that you need to tear down and bit. You just put in a new projection mapping protocol. So I'm. I'm. I'm ha- where I'm struggling giving a point to Disneyland for this is one it seems like it's in the past and two I don't mm-hmm. think that it, that is necessarily unique other than that they just choose not to do it in World but they're all now right. it sounds like they're choosing not to do it in Land so I'm yeah, not that's awarding true. a point for something that they stopped okay. doing okay that's reasonable I think it's I think it's fair. Yep. Now, um, if your argument so, is flawed and you are wrong that they're no longer, that they, if you're wrong that they are no longer doing Ghost Galaxy and that they actually still are doing it, well, then that's just on you. But as we are today, <laughs> no points allowed.
0: We'll re we record in October. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Okay, so uh, Dan, um, we're going to talk about the the land. So I think in both cases, the impact of the land – for me, Space Mountain is the centerpiece of both of these lands. I I agree. Disneyland's is maybe a little bit – maybe less iconic. I'm not sure. I think um, – the problem is, again, it's Tomorrowland. So Space Mountain is Tomorrowland as far as I'm concerned. Autopia is nothing about the future. Anything Star Wars related is – Star Wars by definition is a long time ago. So it's more past. Yeah, but space is the future. Well, I mean uh, people – Space things are future things, Jimmy. You and Jeremy and I (laughs) could not go into space right now except for this attraction. So that's Mm. the only futuristic thing you got going on. Maybe Buzz Lightyear could be considered futuristic. We don't know when the Toy Story timeline is, but – there is no tomorrowland right it just doesn't make any sense so mm-hmm. i think as far as i'm concerned space mountain is tomorrowland which is all the impact it needs
2: i yeah i agree i well said but i would say that the the tomorrowland is also in your heart it's true
0: um <laughs> we talked about this before i think so are we
1: a wash um, on impact on the land here
0: i th- yeah i think I, it's a i think so
1: i think
2: it's a moot point
0: now you can see. You cannot see Bay Lake Tower from Space Mountain. You can see it from the train. That's what we talked about before, right? Seeing outside world apps. Yeah. So, but but I think Space Mountain is kind of. Is there some kind of affiliation to something else, Dan? Remind me. What do you mean? As far as the.
2: Oh the oh oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, the, well, the Contemporary Resort is has a similar design to really all of Tomorrowland but I think mainly to uh, Space Mountain.
0: Can I see Bay Lake Tower and and Contemporary from Tomorrowland? Isn't the intention to kind of have that be an extension of the future? I feel like we've talked about We this have before, talked right? about it before. We have,
2: yeah. That right. according to what okay. we are talking what we talked about before that is the case. And I relied okay. mainly on just my memory of that show to be honest. Right. Okay, well,
0: two past show corrections in. Uh, uh, hey, one point.
2: hey, Jimmy! Does um, Tomorrowland Transit Authority go through Space Mountain at Disneyland?
0: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the track does. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And what's on What's
2: <laughs> where? Is there like a high speed ride where they blow air on you and do flashy lights, maybe <laughs> or?
0: No, there's uh, rotting concrete and oh. uh, inevitably cats. <laughs>
2: mm. with
0: little space helmets but they move <laughs> <laughs> they move exactly they're not stagnant astronauts um no dan the people mover does not go through the disneyland uh, um, space mountain okay is that a point
1: well what, so
2: so yeah is it, that a point is that a point for people mover or for space mountain or both
0: well, it's a point for People Mover because you don't actually know that it's happening when you're on Space Mountain. You don't see the vehicles. You don't know it's there or not. It's like giving, a, giving it a point for Carousel of Progress. It goes through the building, but you can't see it. Right, right. Mm. So, yeah, it would almost, be, it, 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 would it,
2: almost be like giving uh, the Contemporary Resort a point for the monorail going through it and the monorail a point for the monorail going <laughs> through
0: the Contemporary <laughs> Resort. Come on. Yeah, but I think that's
1: okay.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. I, I agree.
0: Just like giving <laughs> the culinary choices at Grand Floridian a point, and giving Victorian Alberts a point. Sure, hope that idea. doesn't happen. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever do that. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I so think,
1: so here's where I'm going to come down on this. Um, I think that you have it it, it. it does enhance your experience of Space Mountain that you can see it from different vantages. Mm-hmm. Um, that it showcases the isn't the um, Walt model of future city or Tomorrow City? Yeah. Uh, inside yeah, it, Space Mountain.
0: No, it's um, it's on the People Mover, and it may be in the Space no, Mountain. No, it's building. not. In, in my
2: out. memory, it's and everything in my memory is mapped out like kind of in comparison to where it would be at Disneyland. It's in my memory. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the building where it's in the stitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah,
0: yeah. the extraterrestrial. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's one of
2: the
1: right. first things you see. Um I do think that that is really cool that this attraction also has because when you go through it, you go through Space Mountain. So this is two different ways to experience it. You could uh, you with could, the people mover? What? The people mover? Space Mountain. You can experience right. Space Mountain on the people mover.
0: It goes it's through just the track. It does, but it's, it's enclosed, so you can't see up into the track anymore. Mm. I may be wrong, but it's pitch black in there.
1: I think the fact that it integrates the people mover is a
0: point. All right. We'll remember that when we do Carousel of Progress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you
1: were arguing for Disney World's, would you not agree? Would you be 100%. making that case? I would. Okay. Then I'm glad you agree.
0: Yes, I do. Um, okay, so brass tacks here. All right. <laughs> Take the clubs uh, off, Come on. Yeah, we're only here they down come. by one. All right. So when Disneyland started working on their version of the ride, they called a Mercury 9 and Gemini 5 astronaut, Gordon Cooper, as a creative consultant. And he said Space Mountain is about as close as you can get safely to actually being in space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> and I guess in 1977, of, be, maybe that was true. Yeah. He took a,
2: and then he took of a hit off well, a big old dude.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because of its height and the height restrictions of Disneyland, the attraction was built 15 feet underground to ensure that it did not overpower the rest of the park's attractions and to comply with Anaheim building codes. Huh. Try that, Walt Disney World. See how that goes for you. Great use of space. No pun intended.
2: Do we get a point for building codes? I, I uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they built it. The, the, Let's get a point for Disney following still, the law. <laughs> no, I, listen. This, this is so fun. It's built to. Uh, it's built to code, guys. <laughs> Are you having as it much fun was. as I am? How many exits does it have?
0: <laughs> it. it <laughs> <laughs> I, my point is the attraction is built, you know, fifteen feet into the ground to for innovation. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay. Um, so okay, if I okay, can, fine. if I
2: is your argument there that this is an example of Disneyland making good yes. use of space as they frequently do? Yes,
0: great use of space. No pun intended. Okay, because it's called Space Mountain. But that's my point. We we. uh you know, when you have size restrictions, some sometimes you make good use of it; Otherwise, not so much. Like with the conference table and the starcade, but I think it's still a a, a critical part of the land. Mm-hmm. But most of the actual show and, and building is underground, which I think is nice. Anyway, that's my point. Yeah,
2: it's it's a fun. It, po- it's yeah. actually not.
0: It's not a point. Okay. It's, not, it's my point. It's not the point you're going to give me. All right. Let's talk about ride capacity and height and everything okay. else. Okay. So it's a steel coaster. Uh, dynamic structures were the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Wet Enterprises were the designers. It's a chain lift. It's 76 feet tall. It's 3,459 feet long. Again, considering the space restrictions. Uh, how, how long is uh, Alpha and Omega? Well, one is ten
2: uh, foot, ten feet. One's got ten feet longer, and it's okay. So, <laughs> one's got Remind ten me. feet longer. It's, a le- it's
0: legit three thousand one hundred and ninety six feet. All right, Space Mountain at Disneyland, despite the fact that it has a lot less space, is a longer ride. Interesting. Even though yep. you have all that time for contemplation, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you take that out, and that rides like a minute and a half. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, mm. I have to award a point for that because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is a if it's longer.
0: Yep, it's a longer ride. Especially if three it's more- Nice, it's a three-minute ride. Hmm. That sounds How long is uh,
2: that sounds too long. I mean, I I feel like two forty-five. Uh, it's still too long. It, that. Yeah, two forty five ish around there, like 230, 245. I feel like adding in the contemplation time. That that's that's a good amount of time because you know you got places to be, you got the, <laughs> the long exit corridor to walk down, so you want to get a, a right. you know a head start on that, and you know you gotta you
1: gotta just all right. What you do do you know? got? Disney Which, World is-, is is fifteen seconds shorter than Disneyland, and that's including contemplation. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my
0: word. I'm glad I gave that point to land. Yeah. Um so the there are 12 trains with two cars. Um mm. the riders are arranged two across and there are three rows so there's a total of 12 riders per train. Social distancing, the- Jimmy. That's that's <laughs> where <laughs> The ride capacity is over 2,000 people per hour.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's you know, I'm happy for it. That's that's good. Uh the one at Magic Kingdom has 30 trains, okay? So against your measly I'm sorry, just I'm speaking. 30 <laughs> is more trains and with a shorter ride, like you just get you get so much, right? And it, it, each of the thirty has two trains. There's two uh, two cars rather. There, so there's thirty trains, mm-hmm. two cars. Seats? I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so there's imagine thirty of them, and there's two tracks. Right, <laughs> each has two cars, and yeah, the riders are arranged in you know three rows <clears throat> with <laughs> one person. <coughs> you know three with.
0: I do know. This it's, is like watching so what's old the total? people
1: eat. How many? How many cars? There's thirty cars and what? How many? Thirty trains,
2: fit? two cars. Riders are one across in three rows, so six per train. Thirty trains. Are we ma- are we ma- math timing this? Because
1: I I don't have the I didn't think to. So that's get the a, so okay. So if I'm doing my math right, right, 12, twelve trains times twelve passengers is 144. If you right. right? Hmm. 30 trains times six passengers is 180. So actually, Mm -hmm. so, but then you've got, so that's 30 trains, and that's, so is it 15 and 15? I believe so, yes. On each track? So your capacity is higher? It's higher. It it is higher.
2: And, you know, mine is moving at a comfortable 28 miles per hour, whereas, you know, Mr., you know, high tailing, Rocket over there has got like thirty million miles an hour, and that's just—it's too much.
0: Yeah, it's the top speed of Space Mountain at Disneyland is thirty-five miles an hour. Mm -hmm.
1: This is tough. So here, man, I'm, I'm going to give a point to Disney World for higher capacity. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, and
1: I'm going to give a point to Disneyland for being faster.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're back to Tide. We're back to Tide. <laughs> Are we? Okay. It's anyone's okay. game, guys. <clears throat> I got this. I got this. I, I was holding off. Okay. Single rider line. Is a silly idea, and it's overrated.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Please for continue. for a ride that has
0: one, one person
2: per seat? Exactly. So why would you have a single rider when...
0: <laughs> You're, okay. You're you're going to embarrass yourself. There's a single rider line at Disneyland. <laughs> okay.
1: Is there no single rider
0: in World? No. no. <laughs> There's fast pass and slow pass. I I
2: I tried to I was imagining the like mechanics of there being a single rider at Disney World. It's like, "Are you mm-hmm. kidding? There's just you're just going to give this person a, a cut in line like it wouldn't it wouldn't function."
1: What what do you mean you would just give this person a cut in line?
2: Because there's no like side-by-side sitting, which again, social distancing, why should there be? But it's uh, one per row. So it would literally just be like, okay, yeah, your turn. Just go in front of these people that have waited in line for two hours. Well,
0: at the same time, there's each car has six people. And if I'm a group of five, then there's an empty seat.
2: I guess. I mean, I guess. No, I look. I wasn't group of defending two and a group it. Of three. I just, I just think that it's not, it's not a terribly functional idea at Disney World.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, as an adult with children or not with children, and you're going to Disney World, and you don't need to like talk or hang out with somebody while you're on a three-minute ride or two forty-five or whatever it is. Having a single rider line is a huge benefit. Yeah, yeah,
1: I have to give Disneyland a point for having a single rider. I mean, that's it's a no-brainer,
0: literally. All right, that's all the no time we kidding, have, everybody. <laughs> so, who that? that's Jimmy
1: gets one. The five inching up Disneyland. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, that is literally all I have. I was waiting that oh. for the end. So, um,
1: oh my god, is the sweat building up in anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the sun setting
2: in my windows. Uh, Dan. Hey, uh, well. My – uh the loading station has a ceiling now.
0: We've been down this, we've been down this
2: road. Oh, OK. I just thought maybe. Does yours – hey, Jimmy, does your loading station have a ceiling? <laughs>
0: <laughs> doesn't even have walls. <laughs> no, the loading. Sorry. The loading station does have ceilings, yes. Fancy. But it's – the ceilings are above a giant spaceship rocket, which is awesome. Are you – um, doing YMCA or what's going on? I'm
1: just stretching. Um, I'm get, I think we're, I'm feeling it, Wayne. I'm feeling it, Wayne. Yes. I'm hearing I,
0: I feel it too.
1: You're feeling it. So, uh, I yeah. mean, you know, going once, going twice. Sold Disneyland. Wins. People Mover. And we
2: gave We've a point there. I the <laughs> already got that.
1: Yeah, the People mover is been a point. I'm, yeah. wow. Well, with, yeah. with six points. To Disney World's five points, Disneyland's Space Mountain
0: is the supreme attraction. I agree. That sounds about right. Um, and, you know, it's a better ride. I, you, there's a lot to be said about, you know, going into the ride and going out of the ride. Mm-hmm. But the actual experience, the the music, the, the whole kind of the story of the ride, it's just it's a better ride. So, yeah, Tomorrowland um, we, really uh, needs
2: to get their house in order. Like, I know we've true. talked about it before, <laughs> but th- that's that's. That's the only weak spot for Disneyland, I think.
0: Yeah. So another couple of things that I wanted to uh, point out about space mountain, which is a universal thing, not about one in particular Disney. uh,
2: Jimmy, this is a Disney podcast, not universal.
0: Mm. Uh, um, So (laughs) screenwriter Max Landis wrote a feature film based on space mountain. It was developed for a short time at Disney. The film was based on a 1950s retro future this idea of the future would, wouldn't contain the internet or cell phones, but would be powered by many large contraptions and robots. One key plot of the film involved the idea of people getting sent into hyperspace and upon their return, realizing their souls had gone missing from them and they would eventually transform into terrifying monsters. The film was ultimately scrapped. <laughs> but the Space Mountain building, that conical shape which all Space Mountains around the globe share... Is featured on, as an Easter egg in the Disney films Meet the Robinsons and Tomorrowland. Mm. Yeah. It was and, the best uh, part of Tomorrowland. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was kind of, not a great movie. Not Why great was
2: movie. that movie I, so bad? I'm so I don't sad. know. It had um, so much going it was, for it.
0: And, uh, and God, what, the director, um, Brad Bird. Got in trouble. Yeah, Brad Bird. <laughs> well, that he a, was punished. They had to make Incredibles, too. That actress
1: was so bad like
0: oh the young one I, I don't
1: know what i don't know what stage direction they gave her like she cuz she's obviously like 21 or 22 years old and like here act like a 14 year old and it just didn't work like it was right like painful to see her move and talk like that you got to deal with the
2: material that you're given i yeah i i actually another fun thing i watched that movie immediately after watching uh, mad max fury road that's not a good uh, back-to-back double feature. It's Just, the wrong order. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. absolutely the wrong order. <laughs> yep. um, uh, I've
0: yeah. I've got plenty about incidents on Space Mountain, but I don't need to get any more points by <laughs> using people's suffering. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's uh, sad to say that the Disney World Space Mountain has lost, and we have some more sad news from the Supreme Resort. Uh, about a year ago, Jeremy and I got together in New York, New Jersey, actually, and we kind of came up with this idea for this podcast, and he agreed uh, to to join us in the journey, and we developed it, and here we, is, uh, here we are today, and uh, unfortunately, today will be Jeremy's last show as a main member of the team.
1: Yes, I, um, I have to kind of step back, I think, for right now, um, but, you know i think uh, I think ultimately you have a really good idea here it 's really coming along, um, but I think it's i can 't devote i think it 's just coming that i can 't devote the kind of time that I would like to right. you know we talked about mm-hmm. earlier how much yeah. time the research takes, and you can phone it in or you can do it right and right exactly um, I want it I think if i can 't give it one hundred percent like I would want to it 's not fair to me, and it 's not fair to you, and it 's ultimately not fair to the listeners. So um, I'm not going away on the ears up network. (laughs) Of course, I still do my segments, and I'm on uh, ears up in depth. And this is Mm -hmm. not; it doesn't have to be a a, my last ever showing. You know, I could guess, judge, I suppose, and you know. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to call me and reach out. But um, and it sounds like uh, Eric will be taking more of a role on the show, and he's great. We love him. We love Eric. So I think you guys are going to do great and you don't need me anymore, Um, but uh, have me back as a guest because I would love to come back.
0: We would absolutely absolutely love to do that and we will for sure. And if there's a particular subject that you're really passionate about that you want to come argue, welcome to do it. And like we said at the beginning, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. (laughs) It takes many, many hours to do this Uh, because we want to do it right. We want all the facts. We want it clear so this will end season one of the supreme resort and to jeremy's point season two starts um uh, next month with eric from uh the concierge uh but we're not going to stop like you said jeremy you can still hear jeremy everywhere um and everywhere else i should say and you can still find him at spectro underscore radio on twitter and instagram
1: you can find me there. Uh, you can always go to spectroradio.us, of course, and listen to the music. Because the other thing is, like, on top of the podcast, yeah, I just exactly. happen to you know, run a Disney you. radio station, and also have a full time <laughs>
0: job. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised that you lasted this long. But um, so uh, the the other thing is that Jeremy, just from from the listeners uh, speaking on their behalf, um, and every review that we've seen, and everyone we've talked to if if you 're not a part of this show at the beginning i don 't think we have a show today. I think we have uh, loyal listeners now and we 've got a really strong following but but you 're a delight to have you 're uh, you 're very funny you 're engaging and uh, like I said we don 't have this show without you. so thank you for all the time and energy and effort you 've put in so far
1: Well, thank you and I have enjoyed it and i 've enjoyed the listeners. I love their interactions, and I hope we continue to interact so Thank All right, you. great.
0: Then you can uh, please like and subscribe. Um, just tell people about us. Give, write write a review. And this time, not about Jeremy. <laughs> please,
1: <laughs> Dan well, and I can work hard. they Say they miss me. They can say the, they I, miss they, you, they, but yeah, they can just you know also, what? They can just send
0: me a text. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, so speaking of Spectral Radio, I was listening earlier. Why was the theme song to Laverne and Shirley playing? What is that about? (laughs) Because sometimes you just have to play good music. (laughs) Um, You gotta do
2: it. What does this
0: have to do with Disney?
1: Uh...
0: That's Disney. the first
2: thing I think of when I think of good music is, right?
0: Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> na, na, na,
1: na. It was Disney's Hollywood Studios area music.
0: Oh my god! Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So please like and subscribe. Email us. Give us some feedback. Uh, you can email me at Jimmy at hyphen podcast dot com. Dan at earsup-podcast dot com. And join us for our game nights. We've had a few game nights. It's a lot of fun. We played Jackbox games and interact with our listeners and other hosts of other shows like Cash Grab, <laughs> which is a podcast about straight-to-video Disney sequels. Jeremy, I think you would love it. You should listen. Um, so people and, can play
1: uh, games with you. What are these? What does this mean, game night?
0: So like, there's you've heard of you don't know Jack, right? No. Okay. Mm. It's a, it's I don't. I literally don't night. know it's, it. <laughs> you don't, <miss> Jack. <laughs> um, so it, it's a bunch of games. It's like there's there's a drawing game where so you're you're interacting with people like a Zoom meeting, right? So we can all see each other. Okay, and then you go on your device or phone or tablet and you log into this Jacksbox.tv and you enter a code that's displayed on on the screen that you're looking at on the zoom meeting. And we're screen sharing
2: it so you can can see the main game. So the people can play along basically. Right. Right. Everybody plays along. Right. I mean, you can just watch if you want, but ideally we want people to come and play along. Every game is at least eight players and some have more. Um, They're all like five, 10, 15 minutes long soup. Like the, the learning curve on them is tiny. Um, it the process I realize sounds very counterintuitive, but once mm-hmm. you do it once, it's like oh, this makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it's you know there's just various games, and most of it's just funny, or you're trying to make people laugh, or people are making you laugh, or whatever. It's it's something to think about. You can find us. Uh, we'll announce it on uh, on Instagram, but you can join the events or learn more about it at our Facebook group at the Supreme Resort on Facebook. And uh, thank you, Jeremy, for everything you've done. And we will talk to you again very soon, I'm sure. And we'll be listening to you on Ears Up.
1: Yay, and I'll be listening to you.
0: Great. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, Go Space Mountain, California is the best. (laughs) Bye.
2: Oh, integrity or. Right. Yeah.